Yeah, I can. Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to episode zero, the prequel of the Coast to Coast MMA podcast. I'm one half of your guys' hosts. I'm Johnny Velasquez. And I'm Frankie Mazeski. All right, let's get started, guys. Episode zero. Let's oh, talk yeah. about getting started with this weekend's card, UFC Fight Island number three. Kicking mm-hmm. it off with fucking the main event itself, fucking Robert the Reaper Whitaker versus Darren the Gorilla Till. What do you think is going to go down this weekend with these two guys? Shoot, man. I don't know. I, I love both of these guys. This stylistic matchup is crazy to me. Um, they're both really, really good on the feet. They both bring it. Um, I think Rod Whitaker has a little bit of an advantage just because he comes out swinging. He's not afraid to. He's not really a technical striker like Till is. He doesn't wait for those counters. He will literally come at you and swing. Um, so you better, uh, Till better watch out for those bursts. But I think if Till can do what he did against Gastelum and be technical and points, fight, point, fight, and all that, I think he can still win. But it's going to be a very close fight. I'm very, very interested in seeing what's going to happen to the uh, this weekend. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I think it all depends on how Robert like, comes into it all mentally. He's been off since April, I think? Yeah, since I think 243. He's been off since last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came off that TKO loss against like, in Adesanya back in October. So it's been around nine months since he last fought. Mm-hmm. He took time off to recover his mind, his body, and everything. So seeing his interview now, it's like he seems refreshed, ready to go. He seems to want to get back to this fucking winning mentality, but I guess we'll have to see on Saturday. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because uh, he when he was talking in his, po- or his post-fight, uh, or not his post-fight, his press conference before the fight, he was saying that, like, all those fights leading up to the Izzy just took a toll on him. So when he took that Izzy fight, he was just shot. He didn't even want to be in there. So now that he got that whole nine months or whatever off to recover mentally, physically, all that, spend time with his family, get everything right, I think we'll see a new and improved Robert Whitaker for sure. It's going to be okay. exciting. You also have to see how Till comes into it, too. If he goes in technically like he did against Calvin Gastelum, then he's kind of going to be hard to beat. He was already a monster at 170, but with full weight at 185, it's like he has everything to be a world champion there. Him and Adesanya would be barn burner. Oh, for sure, man. I hope that we, I hope we see that fight, man. But he's got to get through the cost of first, so hopefully we get that. Exactly. I hope he hasn't been officially announced according to Dana, but we all know that's that's yeah, I think I think when Dana was uh, I think what was it Figueredo was at the post fight scrum he was McMahon was there he asked did, did they sign he said one sign so somebody wasn't signed yet so it's definitely going to be signed it's, soon it's, it's, everybody knows it's just going to happen there's no other fight to make besides that one so. exactly I mean I wish that we did get that Habib Gaethje fight right now but considering what happened to the Habib man he can't exactly. fall can't fault him. So exactly. that's also one of the biggest fights we're gonna to look to. Khabib even said himself he's ready to fight at the end of the year, but we'll see how he is. If he takes it personally, or for the oh, I think it's just gonna be all mental for him. But if he can take that straight the moon to his fight, I think it's gonna be extremely hard for Gaethje to beat him with the fucking motivation of his dad. So oh yeah, man. Like I mean, I was giving Gaethje a little bit of an edge coming on the feet just because of what he did to Tony, but I think Khabib losing his mentor, his father, his coach. That's just going to light a fuel under him, and he's just not even going to stop. And he's just oh, going to exactly. take I can't wait for it. But... Khabib was dangerous before, and now who knows what levels he can reach. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%, man. I agree. Oh, yeah, And now, I mean, the co-main event. I mean, I get it. These two guys are legends, but God damn, these guys are fucking dinosaurs. I mean. <laughs> Shogun, who, uh, he's beat him twice, right? He They yeah. fought twice, pride. Um Wars, crazy wars, like always. Um, 
Yeah, I honestly hope that this is both of their guys' retirement fight, win, okay. lose, draw. 100%. I'm pretty sure Noguera came out and said that he was retiring regardless, which is good because oh, I'm pretty sure he's 44 now. Sure. Yeah, so um, I think what's – I mean, Shogun's got the 2-0 advantage, right? I mean, I can see him – I mean, I can see him coming out and knocking him out, but – who knows, man? These are two old dinosaurs, and who knows what's going to happen. I'm excited. I think Noguero is going to put up a fight because he's still got it. He's, he only has nine professional losses, man. Like, people forget that just because he's an old man, he still brings it. So, I'm excited, man. But, like, um, Rua, too, he's only lost one fight since 2014. Exactly. I mean, and that was against I Granted, he's only fighting once a year, but he's picking his fights right because he's at his latter part of his career. He doesn't really know he's not going to get no title shot. So, I mean, this is a fun well, fight. Well, it's kind of hard to believe it because last year when he was, he was on his run, they were talking about him maybe potentially getting a title shot because of the way exactly. he was going. But in this day and age, who knows who's going to get a title shot and who isn't. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, this business is crazy. You already know that rankings don't mean a damn thing. They're just a number next to your name most of the time. We just saw that last 250, uh, 251 with Jan and Aldo. Aldo didn't deserve it, even though he won. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows, man? Who knows what's going to happen? Exactly. And I'm so surprised that they didn't decide to make fucking the next fight on the card, fucking Verdun versus Gustafsson, its own card. That's main event. That's pay-per-view co-main event worthy. Like, this fight is insane. Like, I get it, Verdun is, like, at the latter end of his career, but come on, these two guys are legends. Legends yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I, a potential heavyweight goat versus a potential Jones and DC came, let's say, 10 years later or before. Gustafson could easily have been the goat of the 205 division. Oh, bro, if there was no John Jones, Gustafson would be the champ right now, I still think. Bro. He's just that good. It's just John Jones is just that guy. But yeah. I do think the reason they didn't really give them, like, the main event, co-main event, is because Redoom didn't look good against Olenek. To be honest with you, he looked terrible. Oh, he came in looking like fucking beer belly. Just came off the couch drinking a twelve pack. You look like he was. Doing like, what the hell is this? Like, I get it. You've been. You just came off a tier suspension, but have you not been training? Have you not been working? It's like exactly. fuck. Yeah, you got the COVID plus the two years suspension. He just looked like he just wanted to get paid, get oh, the yeah. money, and that's it. Um, but yeah, I I truly believe uh, Alex is gonna keep this on the feet. Renewing's not even gonna get close to taking him down. He's just going to pick him apart on the feet. I mean, it might go to decision, but I can see a finish coming for Alex 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially if it comes the same way, looking as he did against Alexi Olenek. It's like, it'll be easy work for Gustafson, even though he is making his debut at heavyweight. But mm -hmm. That's definitely going to be yeah, exciting. We'll see, how good, we'll see how good he is without having to make that weight cut. So he's just going to be all natural, all fit. So we'll have yeah, to. it's going to be exciting, man. I cannot wait for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. What do you think about this Carlos Sparza Marina Rodriguez? Sorry. I like it, but I think Marina uh, Rodriguez is going to piece her up, man. I think she's a problem for this division, and I think she's going to make a statement for sure. I, I want to say the same thing. I think that's going to happen, but with fucking Carlos Barza, you never know. It's either yeah. you're going to get a home fight or you're just going to get a straight grappling match, and you're just going to be, for the casual fans, a snooze fest for the first for yeah. 15 months. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, Carla brings it, man. She always does. I mean, people forget that she was the first strawweight champion of the UFC. I mean, she didn't defend it, but, I mean, she was the champ. But 
she does bring in like she's like every other girl fighter like uh she'll come out lose a couple but all of a sudden she'll be right back in the mix right away she's a wily vet she knows what she needs to do so who knows but i definitely got marina in this one she's she's a dog man i'm excited to see what she can do in this division oh yeah definitely 150 percent Now what I really want to get to is like the fucking disgrace that's happening in the Bantamweight division with Aljo. With yeah. Not giving Aljo his fucking credit. I was like, when, as soon as I heard him talk in the post-conference for the fucking Figueredo press conference, I was like, what the hell is going on? How do you, how do you not give Aljo the next title shot? It's like, he should have been there instead of Aldo, in my personal opinion. But yeah, I think that's everyone. He's 1,000% ahead of everybody else in the 135 division. Mm, bro, 100%. And the thing is, isn't even before this Figueredo fight, I think it was after 250. Even, even before 250, Dana White said, oh, yeah, this is a number one contender spot. And then he said, yeah, he's definitely next. Now, he, all of a sudden, he's not. exact words were the winner of, Co of Corey Sanhagen and Alger would get the next title shot. Yes, man. It's just like what I think, what I, I hate it because it's business. At the end of the day, it is a business. And Henry is retired. We all know that. But I definitely, I definitely think Dana is sitting there like, hey, yeah, we got Aljo. He's there. But we got Henry waiting in the wings. We got Cody, who's the former champ, who, yes, he's one in four, one in five, whatever it is in his last, whatever. Well, he's but, one in four fights against a Sun Sal. Yes, yeah. it was a crazy knockout. But how many other people do you think would be able to knock him out from fucking his ankle all the way down just fucking kabooming fucking him all the way up to the oh. face? 100%. It's just the thing is, is he's 20, what, 26, 27. He's a marketable guy. They already tried to marketable market him whenever he was the champion. So, I mean, right there, bro, business is perfect for the UFC if they can, they can get that set up for the Bantamweight title, Jan versus Cody. But in reality, man, this man, Aljo, has won five in a row. He's beaten Stamen, Johns, Sanhagen, and oh, who else? He's beaten, who's the other two guys? It's the way that he just ragdolled him in, what, 90 seconds? And it's not even that. Aljo has not lost a round since he got knocked out to Marlon Marais. Since 2017, he has not lost a round, bro. Like, what does he have to do? Does he have to beat Marlon? And I don't even think he should have to beat Marlon again because Marlon got the title shot and he gassed out. Like, what? Like, I just don't understand why they're blackballing him. I mean, I kind of do because it's a business. But at the end of the day, that's the fight, man. Even Jan at the post-fight press conference is like, Aljamain Sterling is my next opponent. Exactly, and they're even going back and forth on on Twitter. Even Aljo just posted on Instagram and Twitter. He just posted on his social feed. Yep. is a paper champion, so. Mm -hmm. Paper Jan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But my personal opinion, I think Dana's just trying to make the most money out of this 135 division again. I mean, it's either – the way I can see the way Dana is thinking about it is like he's either winky, waiting for Frankie Edgar to – face Peramunos and hoping that he gets the dub up to him. So that way at the end of the year, if not the beginning of 2021, he can make Frankie Edgar a title shot and hope, finally make him a real champion in the UFC. If not, I think he might be able to hold it out till next year and wait for TJ to come back, get his title shot against Young, because that would also be a great fight to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, there's a lot of business business going on in 135. Not necessarily means it's going to be fair for some fighters, but yeah. – yeah, I feel for Aljo, man, because he he definitely deserves it. He definitely does not need to win another one to get the title shot. He should be fighting Jan at the end of the year. But like I said, I personally would love a Jan versus TJ fight, but 
I would personally also love a TJ versus like Uriah just because of the heat. You know what I'm saying? Just because the build up, obviously that's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? That's just a personal thing. Exactly. You know? It's, it's but, gone for Uriah to come back. Yeah, we saw sure. what all the- we already saw what happens when he faces the top, top of the division in Young. So. Yeah, man. And then you got, you got Cody too. Like if he doesn't get the title shot, he might go down to 125. And I definitely think he can make the weight. But bro, like, can we please let the flyweights fight the flyweights and let the division flourish and grow? It's so nice and people just don't watch it and don't give it its respect that it deserves, man. I love it. I wouldn't say it's the best division because it's not because a lot of people aren't really well it's not known the most yet. exciting, but if you really look at it from what it is, it's the most technical division you'll find. Bro. And they're so fast. And the scrambles are out of this world. If you really want to see scrambles and fast-paced fights, flightweight it is for you, man. I'm I think, dude, I think Davison's going to rule that division for a while, too. He's a scary individual, man. <laughs> is after what he did to Joe Jitsu? Oh, my God. Oh, I feel so bad for Joe, man. I know. I feel so bad for that guy. But... He's, just, he's just not meant to be a champion. That's, that's just his life. He's just not meant to be a champion in the UFC. He's not. I think his fourth. Fourth in the UFC, fifth overall. He lost to Dominic Cruz in WEC at ba- uh, Bantamweight. So. Yeah, and his 135 division is just murderer's row. So, like, there's literally endless, endless, endless fights to make in this division. So, no if they doubt. really want Aljo to fight one more fight, then I guess it would have to be Marais just to get that dub over him again. If not, they could maybe make the Cody fight if Aljo's up for it. Yeah, yeah. see, the thing for me, I personally would – Aljo wait out. I don't care how long it takes. And I would love the Marlon versus Cody fight. That has fireworks written all over it. Let Jan fight Sterling and then do the little four-man tournament from there. Because Marlon's won. He did not lose that Aldo fight. He actually got the W, but people forget that. He was the winner in the judges' scorecard, so he is technically the winner, even though he was the winner, bro. And if he beats the former champ Cody, that's two in a row, man. I mean, who's he going to beat? He's going to beat a guy on a losing streak and Corey's not and he, like then Marlon will for sure get the title shot but for now man it's Aljo and Jan man I don't understand it's so crazy to me that they have Marlon as number one can, as number ranked number one and Aljo number two I was like Aljo's beating everybody Marlon's last fight was against Aldo who's not even he's ranked number six so mm-hmm. I don't know how the balance works there and then Cody's all the way up in third which I don't know how which I wouldn't personally have in third I'd probably have him fifth I probably have him below Corey, but that's just me personally. Yeah, man, these rankings are weird, man. Because you got look, you got Marlon at one, who's really should be number two. Exactly. Aljo's at two, Cody at three, and then Corey at four. Like, and then Pedro at five. I don't know, like Cody beat Pedro, and then Cor- like it's, these rankings don't make any sense. Oh, to me. No, Pedro knocked out Cody. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, it's just like I'm looking at him and like. I'm just going through it. Like the, the fit, like the top 10 to 15, bro. Rob Font, Dominic Cruz, John Dodson, Song Yadong, Sean O'Malley, and Marab Dillashili. Dude, Marab is going to be a beast, man. I can't wait. That's a story for another day. But this, this Bantamweight division could be the best or my favorite personally right now. Oh, definitely. And then we can easily move on to the fucking featherweight division on this one, too. Oh. Dude, murderers row in the featherweight top five, man. Bro, but it is a sketchy thing if you think about it because I personally gave Max round one, two, and three and gave Alex four and five. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the majority thing. And it's not Alex's fault that he's getting the hate for this, but it's it's like 
he has to run in for the third fight just to have everybody get over the fact that he won the first one definitely. The second one was he. We all know he didn't win that fight, but because <laughs> gave him that gave him. Man, like I, I, I definitely had a three-two max. I thought that it came like the judge thought it came to the fifth round, but I clearly thought Alex won the fifth round easily. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, I definitely need to go back and rewatch the fight. But I think the third round was super close. I thought Alex did a little bit more advancing in that fight. I think that's why they swayed it to him. But like I said, I definitely had Max winning. I thought Max actually fixed his game plan, became a kickboxer, didn't actually just box. And he, regular white sense, he narrowed it up so that way he can flash back his kicks as soon as Alex did too. Like one, two piece, you're gonna hit me, I'm gonna hit you right back. Exactly. But like I said, like I, I personally, if I'm Dana, I'm I'm probably won't run it for the third time just because seen it twice. Champ won both times. Beat the champ, then the champ won. I, I think Max is in limbo right now. I think Max probably will fight Calvin Cater next. I think that's a perfect fight. But who knows? That top five is crazy. You guys have beaten Yair. I really hope they finally fight. <laughs> who yeah, else that's the fight everybody's looking for, too. But I kind of don't understand how Zabit got all the way to second ranking, though, in front of Brian, Korean Zombie. Even Yair, I don't think he should be as high as he is because last time he fought was against Stevens, and that was, like, early 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was February, I don't, I think. Because they fought twice, they fought in Mexico, and you know how that went. And then they yeah, moved yeah. to the Boston oh. crowd, I believe. That might be wrong. But I, it was the, the co-main event. But, yeah, um, I agree. I don't know how Zabit is there, considering he's never fought a five-round fight yet in the UFC. Right. Um, I, don't, I Personally, I wouldn't even have Brian Ortega in the top four or, because he hasn't fought in over a year. Like, I personally, if you haven't fought in a year, why are you even ranked? That's just my opinion. You're not active. You shouldn't be ranked. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. that's, a, that's that's different. But, um, dude, who do you think should be getting the title shot next? I mean, there's not really a clear-cut guy for Alex. Exactly. You know? There's no clear-cut. But for me, I think you would have to make Brian against the Korean Zombie and then Max against – I would have Max against – according to rankings, it would have to be Zabib, but I would give him either – Calvin Cater or Yair. I think Yair versus Max would be incredibly fun to watch because those guys aren't, they're not, they're just going to go out there and put it, I'll leave it out there swinging. So, for sure, man. Um, yeah, I think that, like, I've seen the little the chit, uh, chit chat back and forth from Alex and Chan Sun Jung. Uh, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I love Chan. I'm a big Korean zombie fan. He's one of my favorite fighters of all time. I just, I, he's not even like a guy who's been in the UFC because of his military. Uh, uh, stuff that he had to do, but just he just brings the excitement, man. But now, nah, after Jay Parr got slapped by Brian Ortega, that's the fight that needs to happen, bro. There's too much beef, there's too much oomph there, man. It needs to happen. They've been but, going back and forth on Twitter, even though saying like Korean Zombie told Brian that he can't fight, but as soon as like the Alex Wokanowski Max Holloway 2 fight, he's like, I can fight, and Brian's yeah. like, Hey, yo, what the fuck? I mean, I'm here, I'm ready for you. I've been calling you out, we've been calling each other out, but now you can fight. Like, yeah, on. bro, it's it's crazy, man. I know. I definitely like, I agree. Want the title shot, but you, you know what you gotta do first. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, man. Like, see, like that's the thing, though. Like, imagine because we don't have a clear cut contender at one forty five. We say we get Max and we get yeah. Calvin Cater. We get we have um, Brian Ortega, Chan Sung Jung, and then we have Zabit and Yair. Imagine if Henry somehow slips up and fights Alex. 
just because there's no clear-cut guy imagine that craziness that could happen we've seen crazy things before bro like i'm not saying that it's gonna happen i personally don't think it will but dude just imagine if henry goes up to 145 bro oh exactly but that will be interesting and fun fight to watch even the press from that fight alone with henry shit talking will be who knows how Alex will do against all the shit talking because he's a pretty calm guy. Max doesn't really talk shit. No, he doesn't really fight against anybody who gets inside his head, but Henry's kind of the type of guy to do some funny shit. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I'm definitely, I'm definitely intrigued. Like just looking at the, even like just after the top six, after Calvin Cater, man, like Josh Emmett, bro. I mean, he just tore his whole knee apart after that crazy fight with Shane Burgos, but man, he deserves a top five guy too, man. Like I can't wait to see what he does when he gets back. Um, But like, Dude, like Dan Ige just fought. Like, yeah, Jeremy Stevens still at nine. He's a killer. But the one guy who's a dark horse in this division is it's Ryan Hall, bro. Nobody wants to fire Ryan Hall. Slamas, <laughs> who's unranked. Yeah, yeah, he's unranked now. But dude, it's just nobody he's wants to go up against is out of his world. <laughs> I know, bro. It's insane, but it's hilarious that you got all these top guys who are ranked. They want nothing to do with the skinny little white guy. Oh, exactly. <laughs> He looks like he's just like a random bum that you find in the street. Yeah, man. He's – you wouldn't think people would be scared of him, but he can't find fights, man. And I'm re- I'm excited for the 145, the 135. They're both super, super stacked. I can't wait to see where it goes, man. I really can't. It's going to be great. He's a great, great guy. The first guy off the contender series, the main event of car for the UFC. But after seeing what he did against Kadar, he's really good. But I don't think he can touch the top 10 guys. I think he's just he's just below that upper echelon guys. Yeah, man, he's tough. He's going to hang in with he's going to hang in there with everyone, but to say he's going to get there to be a, a title uh win a title or even get the title shot is kind of hard. Like you said, we talked about it. maybe he can go down to uh, 135 when sometime in the future, but he's a pretty big guy, so who knows. Um shoot, I don't know, man. We'll see. But like I said, like Danny Gay, I, I personally think that he's the best contender series guy right now. Obviously, Sean O'Malley's there. He's going to get there. But just because he's main evented already, he's already a top 10. If he won, he would have been a fight away from fighting for the title. So, yeah, Danny Gay's definitely the best contender series guy right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. And even Calvin Cater, I think he's – for the longest time, he was a dark horse of this division. He was just slowly creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. I mean, surely he could do last weekend. So, I mean mm-hmm. – He's a complete savage. I'd love to see him fight against Yair or even a Korean zombie if the Brian thing doesn't work because that would easily be a scrap, both of those fights. But we'll have to wait and see, see what happens goes down with Calvin. Yeah, man. Because like like Calvin, he's yet to win three in a row in the UFC. He's won two multiple times. He's coming off back-to-back wins now. So I'm hoping he gets – like, dude, if he gets Max, Zabit, Brian, Korean zombie, Yair, any one of those guys, bro, it's going to be tough. So I, I'm rooting for him, but – it's next gonna fight, good... he's going to have to get a top, top guy. And that, depending on how that fight goes, and if he can get a finish, as savage as like he did against Stevens, he's easily right there for a title shot. So. Oh, 100%, man. It's, it's fun, man. It's, it's a fun division. Two, two fun divisions, bro. I really cannot wait. Oh, but man. I got to ask you this. What you thinking about 253, the main event? Just a little quick preview of that. What you think of that, so the, the trilogy? Ooh, about DC. Yeah, um, just a little preview of that real quick. Damn, we'll have to see how both of them come in. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because like Steve has been out since over a year now. When we went to go watch number two. Yeah. yeah. And that was also a 50-50 split. So I think this yeah. is closer because they're one and one. They're both knocking each other out. Mm-hmm. I think it all depends on how they train, how they come in mentally focused. 
Because we'll have to see. There was talks about DC retiring. There was talks about Stipe retiring. It all depends who wants it more, I think, honestly. Because yeah. both we've both seen that they have the ability to beat each other. Yeah, man. I definitely agree. Um, I think that small cage is going to be an advantage to DC's wrestling. I think he's going to try to pick his leg and just wrestle the hell out of him. Just get this belt and retire on top. But we'll see. That's a, that's a pay-per-view for in a couple of weeks. We'll definitely get to it. We'll have to wait and see because if DC can find a way to slip him in and get his wrestling game in there, I think it'll be pretty hard for Stipe to get back up. But as we saw in fight number two, it's like if Stipe can keep him at distance and just keep working the body in the open space that he leaves, I mean, he knows how to finish fight. He's an intelligent, intelligent guy. So. Oh, for sure, man. I'm definitely looking forward to it. They definitely beefed that fight card up. It was definitely definitely whack for a little bit. It wasn't anything special, but adding Sean and Dotson, and they got Marab on there, or Marab Dotson, excuse me, and Cheeto Vera and uh, Sean O'Malley. Those are some two bangers right there. Hopefully Marab and Sean O'Malley see each other in the future. But um, one last thing. Uh, who, other than the, the, the three fights that we talked about on UFC uh, Fight Island 3, what's the one, one matchup that you're looking forward to? Other than the three, the three uh, fights that we got. Oh, shit. Let me take a look at this card. Damn. Well, I think the sleeper is... Well, there's a couple sleepers on this there's, card. There's a, there's a couple sleepers on this side card, man. If I was to pick one, I think I'm going to have to be the first, car, first fight on the card with Nathaniel Wood. I mean, that's, that kid is nice. Yeah, man. And that John, uh, I think it's Cassandia. I don't want to say his last name. Sorry, my guy. Yeah. But, I think he's going to the contender series, too. Uh, he's, he's had a shot, but he's like, uh, I forgot where he's coming from. But he's, he's, he, he throws. I've seen some highlights of him. He throws. I'm not, like I'm saying, I'm acting like a casual right now. Sorry, I don't know everything, guys. But he's, he's definitely, he definitely throws down. I'm excited to see. But no, I think my, I mean, the guy I'm looking forward to is this Chomzatjiaev guy, man. This guy is crazy. Coming in uh, 10 days later after just ragged up John Phillips. Oh, uh, I can't wait to see. Yeah, I just can't wait to see what Rins McKee, like he's come the next Ireland guy, the only guy after Conor McGregor who's in the UFC because Joe Duffy retired. They're doing Reese McKee dirty too. Even in, like, in the fight card on the UFC website, he's just a black figure. I mean. Yeah, man, it's ridiculous. Nobody knows who he is, but they got this whole man, Chanza Chiaev, who's freaking – Habib 2.0, like, my God. I mean, all, these, all these Russian cats are just sleepers in every division because you don't know what the fuck they're going to do. These Russian guys are going to take over, man. One day, there's just going to be Russian champs, and I can't wait because they run wrestling and run MMA, but not. Chomzet, uh, I mean, he fought at 186 or 185, and now he's going to 170, his natural weight class. Exactly. If he ragdolls this man, McKee, like he did John Phillips, I'm intrigued, man. This that's gonna be two and zero in the UFC in ten days, and I've never seen somebody go that quickly into a fight and just not give a fuck and just ready to smash. Because he was talking in his post-fight press conference, he's like, "Who's the guy that's fighting Usman? Oh, George! <laughs> I'll smash George!" Like what? <laughs> he's crazy, man. Oh, he don't care. Oh, Jesus, that soon, huh? Dude, hey, man. He don't care. He's a big guy. He can easily fight a uh, middleweight if he really wanted to. So I'm definitely excited. But, um, yeah, man, uh, I think yeah. we had everything, right? Yeah, we'll definitely have to wait and see this weekend and see how everything finds out. Oh, yeah, man. But, yeah, like I said, this is like I said, this is the first of many. This is episode zero. But, yeah, we're just here to debate, have fun, 
talk shit. If you take oh, that too seriously, man, that's on you. We're just having fun, and that's it. If you don't fuck with it, you don't fuck with it. Love, subscribe, do whatever. That's all it is, hey, man. Like, comment, do whatever, guys, everyone. You guys want to talk about a certain topic, so a certain fighter, just leave it down in the comments below. For sure, man. All right, cool. Where can they find you, Frankie? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at FrankedUpIG and on Twitter at FrankedUpTweets. Right, cool. You all can find me on IG at the Chef Layun and Twitter at Johnny Layun. So thank you all for listening. Catch you on the flip side. Oh, yeah. Later, guys.